that's why it pays to diversify. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and bailers to learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. And here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You are. It's been... Um, uh, it's things been, have been dicey. Dicey. Haven't they? Oh, my God. Yeah, listen, so we got... We got on the Zoom to record last week, and um, everything fell apart. The whole system, uh, uh, my computer started rebooting itself, and it was all bad, and that was bad. And then I got that sorted out, and I sat down, I frustrated to watch some TV, stream some television, and my Wi-Fi router died the true death, just right in front hey, of me. Hey, guess what, internet? Yeah, not doing no. you. No, uh-uh. So, and it was a first-gen Orbi system. Okay. And uh, so I had it for a few years and I never like totally loved it. Um, it did all right, but the the controls on it were not very rich. And so, you know, I tried it out um, and I ordered it that night as it was dying. I got my computer up on my phone as a hotspot and ordered the Asus Zen Wi-Fi um, mesh thing. And then the next yeah. morning ran out to Best Buy to get myself a $40, you know, Nighthawk router just to spend on Friday, which I hated, yeah. hated, deeply hated, spent all day Friday fighting it. Um, but I got that set up, uh, the, the ACES set up on Saturday and that was good. And then the minute that was running, suddenly my, my fiber modem, my AT&T fiber modem started rebooting every 15 minutes or so. Seems like a coincidence, but I don't believe in coincidences when it comes to gear like that. And so, mm. um, I did a lot of Googling AT&T's tech support was absolutely useless, hundred thousand percent useless. Um, but I t- finally found a page at Reddit where somebody suggested turning off IPv6. If, okay. you, if you know what that is, you know what that is. And if you don't, don't worry about it. It's a, yeah, it's a switch. You know, you know. Yeah. It's a switch you flip. And I did. And by God, it hasn't crashed since. And now that's been since, well, it was Labor Day Monday at about three when I figured that out. So I was yeah. glad to have an extra day, not to have to be trying to work from home with this situation. Anyway, since Monday afternoon and it's now Thursday evening. Hasn't crashed once, so that's all good. I'm still working on trying to get my um, my HomeKit stuff, Apple HomeKit stuff, is yeah. gr- running great in it, except for mm-hmm. the HomePod minis, which cannot connect to the internet. It's the one It's the one thing that won't get through. If I, if I call out, what's her name? I'm not going to say it because my whole house responds when I say her name, yes. the Apple girl. Um, but when I say that to my watch, boom, stuff's just super fast to respond. But the HomePod minis say, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying. Nope, I blew it. Yeah. So working on that. I don't know what the deal is there, but any, I am, I'm certainly back now. And I will say that a little bit of glitchiness that we've had the last few weeks in zoom completely gone, gone. Yeah. You're crystal clear. So love that. Yeah. That's much, uh, much better. So sometimes, you know, gear nonsense, uh, puts you in a better place when you get it resolved. That's been, actually been the story of my story of my gear life to tell you the truth. Fantastic. So, yeah. So let's see, um, on, on my labor day, I, I is my birthday. It was happy birthday. Thank you. The big four one four one. Mm. So the 40th year had ended and, um, felt pretty good about the way things are going and got some cool doodads, not really like music related, but adjacent. Yeah. The big one being that, uh, liquid death decided to send me six boxes of shiz. <laughs> Listen, when they, when so, they win a, when they win a taste test uh, competition on your, you know, YouTube channel, they mean business, I guess they, they, go, they go well in on you. No joke. You guys, like they sent me like $300 worth of crap. So I got two cases of every single thing they sell. 
two t-shirts, two hats, and two hoodies on top of it. Sweet. And um, those of you who are watching this on the stream that is now going to be live on YouTube, uh, probably first thing Monday morning, I, I'm wearing my uh, Liquid Death chainsaw hat, and I've got a couple of, sorry, a couple of cases of uh, yeah. of goodness behind me. Yeah. And my, uh, I've got a, a vodka mule cut water, and when that runs out, I've got a nice sparkling OG liquid death too. Excellent. Wash it down. Very nice. And between that, I, you know, talking about swag and stuff, uh, I also got a bunch of like Vans stuff. All right. Um, I earned that though. They they have this thing where like you've gotten a, like every time you buy something you get points. Well, I wear Vans and every single you know person in my family wears them, so I I got like nine thousand points. So, mm. uh, my son. Wanted to get a pair of the limited edition Stranger Things vans. Cool. And so we went into the store and I cashed in a bunch of my chips and got uh, a van's water bottle, a van's uh, travel mug. And um, as of today, they just uh, released a bunch of deals where I, I could get some uh, some money off. So I need to buy some new gear. And I we as of last night, we finished season four. Of Stranger Things. Amazing, isn't it? It's a really good season. Very satisfying. Lots of uh, things are in the air. Yeah. Yeah. I do kind of feel like being Eddie for Halloween, but I've got to go like, I got to get like a mullety sure. wig with fringe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the, it's the bangs and then the curly long hair that, that really defines that dude. Yeah. And, and, and uh, plus the won't... attitude. The attitude really is what it's, what it yes. comes down to. I, I feel it's like, I feel like, guy. I feel like you can get there. That part, yeah, that we'll, part, we'll I think you can handle. So, um, listen, I have something I, to say about merch though, before we move on. Yes, please. So I've been sharing over the last few weeks, this idea that I've had that might be amazing and might be stupid, um, to do something like a loyalty card program for yes. people attending my shows. Um, I have now had that. It officially got a name. It is the Dan Ray music special besties club. Ooh. And there's a card. And on the back of it, there are eight little circles, and I have a custom-made rubber stamp that says Dan Ray and my little star logo, kind of a, yep. a, a, a shrunk-down version of that to be the stamp. I was going to get a hole punch, um, but I, there's a QR code, code on the card that I didn't want to punch a hole through, right? So yeah. instead, rubber stamp on the back, and there are eight holes. And um, I continue to wonder whether this is a genius idea or an idiotic idea, but... I've now had it available for people to take for two weeks at both of my trivia shows I've done since then. Every single person has taken one and gotten mm -hmm. it stamped and been gleeful about it. Any repeat customers. Yet? Yes. Yes. I have, I have, I've done a second stamp on two cards now. And, okay. um, now they were, they were regulars already. They were going to be, <laughs> I didn't add to my book of regulars. Uh, sure. but at some point I am confident they will. And, um, and at the same time, I also ordered the first three cases, because that's the minimum order, of Dan Ray Music pint glasses. So uh, the, the plan is that I will have those available. Those, those will be the freebie for a completed card for a while. And then I'll just start selling those as merch and I'll rotate to some other thing that's the special, you know, special besties club reward. Yep. Um, but my people who have come to me regularly, like, one of the things I was concerned about was like, am I, am I devaluing those guys? Am I, am I saying like, look, I want 10 times more of you. Does that make the you that is already there just on the relationship we have feel cheapened in some way? 
And I got to say, it fully does not. They actually are, 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 um, they know I'm talking to them and what they provide to me and how much I value that. And, um, uh, there's, yeah, they, they are, they're fully in with it and they are, um, I watched one of them like insist that somebody else get their card from me, even though they don't <laughs> live in town and, but you got to get your card cause who knows? Um, never know. Yeah. So, um, so I think it's, I think it's an idea. I think it might actually kind of be, I don't know. I want to give it like six months before I start seeing, you know, expecting results out of it. But, um, I don't think it'll take that long. Yeah. Maybe honestly. not. Maybe not. Maybe not. So, you know, the, the thing that I think that we've learned over the past couple of weeks is that we, our influence and like the things that people are interested in outside of our immediate orbit are probably bigger than yeah. we think. Very, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so your, your uh, loyalty program thing is a great example of that. But um, on the, on the Patreon, there have been some folks that have decided to kind of dip their toes into like solo merch stuff. Yeah. And gotten enough pre-orders to be like, oh, snap, I didn't really think that this would be a thing, but it might be. Right. And I ran into a situation over the past couple of days that um, when I posted that video about the uh, Ableton uh, karaoke version templates, right. um, I also offered a couple of other things, which is, you know, the the blank contracts, the blank writer, uh, and then audio cues. And then I actually had, I set up a thing for like custom audio cues, like mm -hmm. if you wanted like consistency um i got two emails over the past two days of a gentleman in the uk and a gentleman in germany who were unable to purchase them because i had not enabled foreign currency transactions in uh, my paypal account wow and um it, I, I i had to kind of i emailed them directly and apologized i was like i need to plead ignorance i didn't think anybody outside of the U.S. was even paying attention. It's funny, isn't it? How much we we just we automatically lowball ourselves, right? We just assume things aren't going to work. Yep. Um, that's just really interesting. That's really interesting. So, um, I I had personal conversations with both of the folks that reached out to me. Uh, one in the U.K. and one in uh, in Germany. Cool. The guy in the U.K. he tried t three times, and I was like, you know what? here i just emailed yeah, i just sent it to him just have it i was like you went through the due diligence no and kidding. just just take it yeah uh the other guy was like i really appreciated the information about the karaoke version ableton thing but i figured it out without mm. your help mm. but thanks anyway so i was like fair play um but yeah those are like color me surprised because yeah. i was like i didn't first off i didn't know i needed to do that right and then the instructions online were not abundantly clear. Yeah. Um, but I I figured it out as of this morning. And it was actually one of those fun things where I was like, this is a thing that has happened in for like my normal day-to-day -day like job. And so I reached out to our webmaster and I was like, hey, what happens when this happens for us? And he was like, Oh, it's a PayPal thing, you need to check, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, ah, so I figured it out that way. So guess we know. And let's see, um, played a solo acoustic gig last uh, Saturday, and then I've, I picked up a, uh, a sub gig tomorrow, and then the 80s band has a gig on Saturday, and um, man, things have just kind of picked up okay. all of a sudden. Big weekend. And uh, kind of prepping, um, because a month from today, 
literally a month from today, uh, I'm going to be on a cruise in the Caribbean. Nice. And um, we, the band also has a show in my absence. Mm. And our initial sub uh, said he could do it. And then was like, hey, uh, I didn't account for the fact that it was actually happening. So it's not happening. Uh, but this is one of those great examples of you should absolutely like make sure you are plugged in with your local scene because I asked one person, who should I reach out to? And they said, you should re reach out to this guy. And I did. And not only was he available, he was got the goods and he was like, I'm in on this and I will be available for future gigs down the road. Cool. Let's make this happen. Cool. And it was just like, cool. just like that. Cool. 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 Problem solved. That's great. So, yeah, that's great. Do you have anything coming up this weekend? Uh, rehearsal. We are prepping toward um, a pretty busy October. We have uh, gigs October 1st, 8th, and 29th. And um, the 8th is um, my 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 buddy Taylor, uh, who I've done solo or uh, duo acoustic with for some time, and who is my co-front person on the new project. Well, the ninth is her wedding. She's getting married. And Whoa. yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. She's, she's 20 whole four and she is getting married and it's a, uh, and her, her, um, you know, her husband, not yet currently fiance has been coming to all our gigs for years and, uh, being, you know, he's, he's a good dude. Uh, so I bless it. Not that it needs my blessing, but I do. Um, and so that means she will not be at the gig on the eighth because that's the night before her wedding and she's got other stuff to deal with. So we'll be doing it as a trio. So it's the first time, not that we have a ton of track record as, as a four piece, but it, we will be doing our first show as, as a three piece, uh, that mm -hmm. night. So I made a set list that doesn't depend on her and, and that yeah. I can do on my own and, um, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be, I'll be good. Uh, but you know, this, this week's about prepping for that. And then the 29th is a Halloween gig that I will not have my regular bassist at. I'll have a sub bassist for that. Mm. So I got to get him ready to go. He's the guy who I started out with, who then was too busy to be a regular member, ah. but he's available that night. So he kind of knows our material, although it has evolved a lot since he was last there. Plus we're bringing on a bunch of new Halloween stuff, uh, for that night. Speaking of. Yeah. We have a plan around that that y'all should know about, you listeners. Yes. So we're going to do a Halloween uh, bracket, and we're trying to figure out when to A, record it, B, release it. Yep. If you have any line of sight on when you would like to know this information, email us, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Yeah, listen, I'm, pl um, I'm planning my Halloween songs now, so yeah. I, it, ought, it, ought, it ought to be in the next week or two. So we got a we got a, a random request from a, a a client that we have worked with multiple times. We actually did the last Halloween date we did with them. We did Thriller front to back. The, al a the album thing. Wow. Yeah. The only song that we ended up not doing was uh, "Lady in My Life." That's the last song in the record. It's kind of a Thriller. If you're looking at it from a to like front to back situation kind of drops off yeah. unnecessarily at the did, end did you do the girl is mine 100 percent. okay right. and we also we did like baby be mine we did yeah. all there's good stuff know, there's good stuff in that i'll tell you that was the first album i bought with my own money i bought it on, it is bought it on those, vinyl it's yeah. totally timeless it is a beautiful incredible record yeah um and most of it was not written by michael jackson and right. a lot of it was written by tato Human nature is a 100% to toe record. Huh. 
like Steve Lukather and uh, the Picaro bros wrote that song huh. and it was, it would have been a Toto song, All right. uh, but they, they gave it to Quincy and, and Michael and, you know, God bless them. Cause it's a beautiful song. It's yeah. One of my favorite no, the way they, of all the, time, the way it landed on the market was exactly right for that song. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, um, a potential date, uh, either 22nd or 29th. We're trying to figure that out. And, um, well, they also need to approve the budget, mm. uh, that old, that old chestnut. But like we, we've gotten a lot of inquiries as of recent and, you know, we, I, I'm not currently afraid to price ourselves what I think we're worth. No, I think, I think the, um, post pandemic, you know, eagerness has worn off and it's like, no, if, if you want us, you're going to pay yeah. what we, what we do. So, um, and you might so, not be yeah. up for that, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's it is what it is. And we but we've got I've got uh two weddings in November. We're working through a holiday party in December, trying to get that locked down, and uh lots of back and forth, just contracty things and you know, just general business. And um, you know, we'll be starting to book stuff out in 2023 and you know, on to the next thing. Oh my god. No, another thing that happened this past week is that we the the meeting that I've been kind of alluding to actually happened. We we did the whole Zoom deal with all the members, uh, what I would call the stakeholders, and we kind of worked through of, of your of your band of your project. Yeah, yeah, primarily members only, trying to like clarify roles and, um, you know, I asked some hard questions and and kind of what you were talking about, like we basically did like a sprint of the band. Yeah, you know, what do we need to keep doing? What do we need to stop doing? You know what do I need to hear that kind of stuff? So, um, that was super beneficial. Uh, I, I think the guys in the group felt better about being able to, you know, share their, their say and, um, getting, um, the stuff they needed to get out, uh, with everybody and, you know, no hard feelings Good. and, you know, just, you know, being professionals. Yeah. And, um, I think now we have better operational kind of, roles and so when you know when it's when it's go time and you know we're on site and the show's got to start everybody's got their their thing they need to do and it's it's fantastic that's and good I'm, I'm 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 feeling a lot better about all of that it's very good very good fantastic any other um kind of housekeeping stuff i don't or? think so listen but we did uh, you know i mentioned the terms selling ourselves short mm. it might be a good kind of thing to put a pin in as we pivot to our main topic for today. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who are, uh, out there in podcast land, we, we have gotten a bunch of really amazing, thoughtful emails over the past couple of weeks. Um, we, we actually got one, uh, on labor day that was talking about, um, backdrops and things. And I, I definitely want to put a pin in that because we, we mm -hmm. need to revisit that. But uh, I wanted to broach this particular subject because I think at the nucleus of all the things that we do as a podcast and you guys do as performers is kind of like the million dollar question as, as far as like what we, you know, how, how should we kind of process things and how do we approach things? And, 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 you know, I, 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 got this email and was like, Ooh, 
And uh, <laughs> I sent it to the guys in the Patreon and I posted about it in um, on the Instagram page. And it was one of those topics that just really seemed to kind of catch everybody's attention. So yep. I felt like it was worth yep. really digging into. Um, and it will, we'll probably the conversation we have tonight will be boiled down into a video on the YouTube channel next week. But it really felt like we needed to dig into this, yes. you and I, yep. and kind of get get it all out. I think so. So, without further ado, this is a question from our friend Mark, uh, who is a brand new patron and uh, wanted to uh, ask us a very specific question that I think everybody has felt at one point or another. So... Hi, Adam and Dan. I really dig the podcast. It's helped me immensely with new ideas for my bands and how to grow them. I just signed up for the Patreon as well. Thanks so much. Welcome to Mark. It's awesome. So I have kind of a philosophical type question here for you to take on. I am a full-time musician. Mark does this as a living. All of my income comes from playing music live in various groups I run. Uh, I'm sorry. All of my income comes from playing music live in various groups I run, comma, fill in work, and also from teaching music lessons. Gotcha. I've been a full-time musician since 2010. Wow. When the day job company I work for suddenly and surprisingly went out of business and all of its employees were let go. So he's been doing this for the past 12 years. Yeah. I decided to take on the business of music and create and run my own bands and teaching studio. Things have been good and some years have been better than others financially, but together with my wife who has a career that is much more lucrative and uh, in a much more lucrative field, we have a good situation for our family. Post pandemic, things have been up and down relatable Mm -hmm. in our area. Trends with buyers have changed greatly and it's gotten to the point where trying to keep the calendar full and just playing as much as possible to keep income flowing has become an all consuming and daunting task. So my question is, is being a full-time musician still considered a viable career path? Yeah. Or has it become more realistic to have a solid day job with some benefits and steady income and just be a weekend warrior? I know there are musicians out there who are killing it as full-time musicians, but they are mostly in the markets that can support that life. For the quote-unquote average Joe musician, is it still possible? Or has it become more important to lock down a career path where income and benefits support your daily needs and music is the hobby or side income? Would you leave your day job to pursue music full-time at your current stage of life? Or is that a young person's fantasy that ultimately ends when it becomes time to support a family, a home, and all the other elements of life? Thanks for considering my question and keep up the great work. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Holy mackerel. I mean, look... I don't think we can even begin to answer the details of that without answering the sort of ethos of it, which is um, to to just acknowledge the. Um, I'm trying to find a word other than heartbreak, <laughs> but like how how, God, the question is just heartbreaking, isn't it? Yeah, and and. Um, you know, I, I love that Mark's put it in terms of like, what's the best way forward? Yeah. But um, you can't help but hear the the loss. Mm-hmm. 
inside that question and disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's just worth acknowledging, like we don't need to yep. dwell in it, but boy, who I get it. I get how hard the question is to even, to even ask after, yeah. after more than a decade of, um, that being your life. Uh, um, that's gotta be, that's gotta be incredibly tough. Yeah. 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 No question there. Yeah. So, um, when I got this, I immediately went into the Patreon, kind of posted the cliff notes of of his email, and um, and then I posted a similar question to our um, to our Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Just put a story up with a with that poll. Is full time musician still a viable career path today? Yeah, and the funny thing, you know, it's not funny. No. No, it's not. No, no. The compelling thing, yeah. and the thing that actually gave me a lot of encouragement, like yeah, yeah, is that not a single person said no. Right. Not one. Yeah, every person who responded on the on the Slack said yes. Every single person, including me. Yep. So the <laughs> the general consensus was there were two main consensus, and it was almost split, like fifty fifty. Uh one answer being yes, and the other answer being shrug emoji. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think I think translate to yes and, yes and, yeah, for sure. So, you know, Dan and I kind of come from a very specific sensibility. Yeah, because you know, me anecdotally, I was a person who did it. I did it for you know, for a number of years, music was my sole source of income and I made records and I toured and I did all the things and we're in the magazines for the thing that I was trying to do. And we played with the bands that were supposed to do it. And I did it for as long as I could, but ultimately it made more sense. And, and again, this is a sensibility thing. It was for me, it was like, I like playing but I don't want to be away from my family and I want right. something a bit more spe- like reliable and right. consistent. So I'm going to find a job that allows me to do the other things that I like to do in exchange for the freedom to do so. Right. Where, whereas I never did that. I infected the opposite for many years. I quit music entirely and, mm-hmm. and, and I had a career that grew, um, you know, as, as a main focus of my life. And then at some point I rediscovered music, came back into that, started gigging again and be, being part of bands and then parting leading bands and all that. But I never, I never had that life of, of yeah. having music be where my, you know, main crust was going to get earned. Um, so, but, but we ended up the same place, we ended up the same place, yeah. which is, you know, um, in a, lifestyle i have said a few times like if i kind of dream of that life of being just a musician having that be all 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 that i focus on in my life but the reality is after 20 something years in software engineering you know and climbing that ladder and getting to be a pretty senior dude in that world like i now have a lifestyle that music would never support not for not for 99.9 percent of people who are professional musicians uh, yeah. You know, could, could, could they, could they, you know, pay the bills I've got? Um, 
And is that good or bad? I don't know. But 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 here I am, you know, with with the life I got. Um, so we, we we both find ourselves, I think, in places where I don't know. I think I feel like you've probably confronted this question in a way that I haven't quite in my own life. Yeah. Like, what is that moment of saying, "Wow, you know, this music thing was great, loved it, still love it," but I I have other goal. I have other I have priorities maybe that need a change in what my um, focus is. Yeah, I think to me though, I, I don't think that music playing music is the thing that people struggle with. It's the, the kind of music mm. that people struggle with because if, Ultimately, your goal is I want to pay my bills by playing my instrument. That takes a completely different mindset of I need to be a rock star. Right. Or I need to be an artist. Yes. Yes. So with that, that involves a certain level of self-indulgence and if I'm <laughs> being perfectly transparent, selfishness. Yeah. Because your creativity, your art, quote unquote needs to be the primary focus of that process. Yeah. If all you want to do is play music as a job, you can do that. And you can do that by playing other people's music. That's right. Whether that is uh playing, you know, restaurant gigs three to four nights a week and or, you know, touring with uh an artist who is making, you know, way more money but is able to give you like a, you know, a a solid stipend like that is how you do yeah. that um i'll say i have friends who gig um in a cover model um mm -hmm. five to maybe eight or nine gigs a week yep and um and make a living a real living that's what they do um it's all they do mm -hmm. but it's what they do and it's it is a um it is a viable business model, but it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, and you know, as 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 I was looking back at Mark's email, you know, there there are a lot of questions. Uh, I don't know. Every time he uses an adjective, I think like, well, what is that for you? What's viable yeah. for you? Right? What's what's you know? What's the level of risk that you personally can accept that makes full-time musician be a viable option for you. That really is what it comes down to your own personal level of, you know, prioritization and exposure and risk and you know, what, what, what you want to have your life be full of. Yeah. That's what that decision is going to come down to for you. What? And, and there are extenuating questions around the topic itself because yeah, playing music, is it valid well, it, it, it depends on a lot of variables Yeah, because, you know, there, there was kind of an implication of, yeah, if you are the best of the best, it doesn't matter where you go, doesn't matter where you live, you're going to find work. That's true. There, and, but there's also kind of like this blue collar working class and I don't want to use the word mediocre as a pejorative, no. but it's kind of like you know, a, a general 
kind of classification of player. It, the reality is, you know, there is a top tenth of a percent. Yep. And they make the tenth of percent money. And and I think that gap is bigger in music than almost anything else. You know, you're 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 Eddie Van Halen, or you're mediocre, right? Yeah, it, re- it really is that simple. And and all right, time out. Can we just talk about just the Taylor thing for? Like oh, we got to do it. We forgot to do seconds. it. Oh my god, we forgot to do it. It's not a matter of forgetting to do it, but like, <sighs> if you want to talk about like the most magical celebration of. Yeah. musicians playing the songs that they love yeah. like i can't think of a better example completely of completely. the taylor hawkins tribute that happened over this past week yeah um the we, thing we're gonna ha- jo- i'll say well we were gonna have that be a, a primary topic of this episode but like fitting it, was, it in, fitting it in here works so let's yeah. go with that so so let's talk about that so you know every single person on that stage is a person who has made their way in the music industry yeah but the thing that really like warmed my heart was that there were so many folks that got their due and got shouted out at that event mm-hmm. who primarily make their living behind the scenes. Right. The one that really jumps out to me is Josh Freese. And jo- for context, Josh Freese is a drummer and you want to talk about a, a show where like, it has never been more clear or more uh, like the awareness of who is like backing the band up more than anybody. That show was it between the way the backline revolved. That whole show was like, yeah, he, I mean like Bowie's drummer and Travis Barker and uh, Rufus and um, Roger Taylor. Yes. And, I, I can't even, I can't talk about Shane. It's just, it I know, was, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, what a, what a powerful example of working musicians, people who are like in the, in the throes of the industry. Yeah. And let me just throw out there a little, okay. A lot of nepotism. I'm not going to, sure. I'm not going to dig into that anymore. 100%. Everybody, if you want to, if you want to talk about it, coverbandconfidential gmail.com. I will, <laughs> I will dig into <laughs> Happy it. Happy to talk about it. Yeah. But, um, seeing guys like Josh Freeze get that much visibility on such a massive scale was super validating for me as a person who just, you know, have, has, who knows who he is mm-hmm. and respects the work he's done in the industry over the past, you know, 30 some odd years. Yeah. Um, and then seeing guys who don't normally do that kind of work really like sink their teeth into something. I, my two examples outside of the queen thing. Cause I just, I can't, right. Um, right. Were, yeah. uh, I, I, hearing, can't, I can't with the Stuart Copeland thing. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Similar. That every, he did with Sunday morning was just too much. Um, hearing, <laughs> hearing Josh Homme, do let's dance by david bowie was absolutely transcendent what a unbelievable amazing performance unbelievable it almost makes up for what he did to goodbye yellow brick road almost wow so between josh homie doing bowie absolute justice and seeing wolfgang van halen (laughs) do what he did um yeah. God. Yeah. 
and just seeing just that um that lineage that yeah it was just there yeah and um yeah seeing that smirk that Eddie always gave and just the amount of crap that Wolfgang Van Halen has had to deal with from these old farts who just are <laughs> mad at him for not being his dad yeah. and to see him just so effortlessly do what he did. Um, super gratifying. I think that <laughs> the look of on Dave Grohl and Pat Smear's face as he was doing the intro to Hot for Teacher <laughs> right before the whole thing kind of yeah. kicked off. Yes. I think just like... <laughs> <laughs> really spelled out what everybody else was feeling in that moment. Yeah. And just there was so much joy in that event. Um that I just I, I appreciated it a whole lot. And um one of my one of my bandmates, a guy that I've I've worked with, and um his wife is my <laughs> my eldest son's band teacher. They were there. They wow. flew to London and Whoa, they were there. Damn. And um just I can't, I can't imagine what it must've felt like to be in, to be in that space yeah. in, in that moment. So, yeah. well, the, you know, the thing about, the thing about Hawkins is such a, such a, such a huge source of love for the whole industry. Like everyone who knew him completely adored the guy and, and knew that he adored them. Yep. And, um, and that was really very, very present in the whole show. It was so there and, and, uh, and people talked about it some, but also it was, it was there in the performances. It was there in the way that the, the just kind of, uh, there, there are a few acts. It was like, how, how did that all happen? Like, what, what are those yeah. people doing here? But, but they all had a connection and they all, yep. um, had a reason for being it, like it, the through line of it was so clean and, um, yeah, it was really, it was really, it was really spectacular. When I tuned in, I then I backed up and watched it, a lot yeah. of it from the front. But the, the moment I tuned in was when Joe Walsh was covering Ravel's Bolero, which was interesting. I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen a rock band do Bolero before, but um, da 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 da. It was, it was something. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, yes. Well, I think I think Stuart Copeland like made it like really summed it up really well. Where he was like Taylor Hawkins made being a fanboy cool. Yeah, yeah. So between him and Dave, they 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 figured out a way to be big nerds yeah. about the things that they love, right? But somehow also be badass became about heroes it. Yeah. themselves. Yes, yes, that's how that is. All right, I feel like we we talked the things we needed to talk. Let's I think so. kind of circle. Back. I think let's, so. Let's I think so. Let's find our way back here for Mark. Find our way back here for Mark. So you know the thing about being a full time musician is that I think that term is misleading. Yeah. And I think the, Listen, the concept uh, 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 around that is, is about being a freelancer more than being a musician. And part of being a freelancer is having an income stack, having a variety mm -hmm. of things that feed your bottom line. Listen, the dude who's subbing for me on Halloween, who was my yep. earlier player, but he's a full-time musician. And so he's in five different things. And so it was hard to have him be available to book stuff. 
Um, you know what he does at lunch times? Yes, he brings lunches to people at their table. <laughs> yeah, he's a full time musician, but he also waits tables. So, but that doesn't make him not a full time musician. His main nope. thing, his main thing in his life, is playing bass, stand up, yep. electric. You know, like that's his thing. But the reality is, to get through the financial reality of his life, he's got another thing that helps him that's not music. So yep. does that make him not a real bassist or not a real musician? No, it doesn't. It just nope. It's just the reality of what it is to get by in the world. Yep. So maybe we calm down about our gatekeeping around what it is to be a full-timer? Well, we... I'm offended. Personally. <laughs> well, I mean the great, the big, well, the big we, the greater we. No, 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 because no. like the the general consensus, the way that we talk about musicians on our show mm. is that if you're playing for more than the bar tap, congratulations, you're a professional musician. There you go. So if you're making money, that's cover. If you make more money than you consume playing music, you're a professional. But let's talk about revenue streams. So. Me personally, music is a thing that I do, and it is a somewhat lucrative thing. That, so this weekend, you know, I'll over the past two weeks, I'll, I'll have brought in over a thousand dollars playing music professionally. But aside from that, I have made you know a certain amount of money from um, digital products I've sold around music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've made uh, affiliate income from. Uh, links of gear that I recommend on certain platforms. Um, I have, you know, certain, like I have multiple streams of revenue. Now they're not super lucrative at the moment and I'm not making any money off of doing this show, particularly outside of the Patreon revenue right. that we've got, which has grown, you know, it very has. considerably yeah. over yeah. the past 12 months. Yeah. So it's, it's just you have to be willing to try different things outside of just the one you know thing which is making music. Yep. So and and I think Mark has done a good job. He he's got a studio. He he teaches. He's got you know performance things, but sometimes you have to like broaden that scope a little bit. Well, and yeah, and if we if we kind of expand our thinking to his whole family, he's got a wife with a pretty solid income stream, mm-hmm. right? So if we look at, is his family taken care of? You know, may, maybe so. Yep. So it's just a matter of, there. there's a lot of factors. So it depends on your market. It depends on your position as far as like what you do. You know, certain um, instrumental positions in a group are more or less lucrative. Um, it depends on your skill set. Are there things outside of your performance capabilities that are valuable? You know, there's there's money to be had as a music director that you can't do if you don't have that particular skill set. Yeah, but you can develop there, that skill set. Well, that that's the other thing is that like anybody who loves playing music can develop these other skills as a way to supplement their income. Listen, I, I music directed a couple of high school musicals a few years back. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show. Cause it was nope. you know, the thing that just ha- happened a couple of times. Um, but it was a ton of fun and it paid. 
actually kind of crappy for the amount of time I put into it, <laughs> to be honest. But it was fun to do, and it was a, it was a way into you know the the reality is there is a fair amount of um, amateur theater, you know, uh, around here that could use that skill set. And if I marketed myself yep. into that, I could find gigs. I could find gigs. I could do that for sure. So yeah, I mean, there's there's sub work. There's education stuff. There's you know the social media component, you know, there, there are multiple options as far as revenue streams go. It's just a matter of learning the kind of ins and outs of those particular things. And if you aren't familiar or you don't know what those are, then it's just a matter of finding the right people, asking the right questions to kind of get there, you know? Yeah. 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 And then counterpoint to all of that, getting a day gig to supplement your revenue, like there's no shame in that game. You know, that's, that is a thing that an awful lot of the so-called full-timers that I know do. They have some kind of non-music revenue. It's a thing. So, um, don't feel like you're giving up on the dream, you know, just because you like my bass friend, Wait a table or two, a couple of night, you know, lunches a week or something. It's not, it's not, um, you know, or uh, there are a ton of part-time, you know, ways to, 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 to pick up some cash that, that aren't demanding, aren't going to be a drag on what your real focus is, which is the music. And I think Mark, we're clear about that. Yep. Um, you know, so don't feel like, don't feel like picking one of those up is the, you know, nail in the coffin of your dreams. It's really not. Well, and I, I just want to push back on that whole concept because dreams are not necessarily what you want to do okay. in real life. Yeah, good. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. I fully, I fully accept that pushback. So listen, I'm 41. As of, as of Saturday, as of this weekend. I'm a pretty. And and happy, happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's not really what this is about. No, 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 I know, but But still. But I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty solid, good looking 41 year old. (laughs) I could, I could ride this out a little bit longer. Damn right. Damn right. You know, I don't look 41. Damn right. However, you know, live performance is something that I do enjoy, but there are pros and cons to that whole lifestyle yeah and content creation is something that i really enjoy it doesn't require quite as much of my bandwidth um you know time wise Mm -hmm. and it's also about kind of like the part of my day that it occupies so you know this weekend i'm going to spend 12 plus hours being a working musician and that's going to be a very you know lucrative thing for me to do you know it a thousand dollars over the weekend is nothing to thumb your nose at for sure um because that is extra money because i have a day job um and when you are doing music performance for the most part you're going to be doing it on off peak time yeah evenings and weekends so 
a lot of times people think, oh, well, I can't get a job because then I won't be able to do the things I want to do. It's not mm. really true. Nope. Because most corporate jobs give you two to three weeks of vacation and they pay you pretty handsomely and you can just do your Friday and Saturday night gigs <laughs> without a whole lot of problem. You know, I work for a company that's based in California, so I, I mostly work on California time. But yep. I, as a condition of taking this job, I said, I have a standing gig on, on Wednesday nights. And I will not be available from 5 p.m. Eastern to, you know, the next morning on Wednesdays. Yep. And, uh, and my boss was like, okay, cool, no problem. So I'm I'm blocked out that time. Like, it's it's only mid-afternoon in California, but they can't have me on Wednesdays because yep. I'm busy setting up for the trivia. That conversation yeah, is possible. That conversation is very possible. So, you know, I don't want to push anybody in any particular direction but the reality of the situation is is that you can you can do whatever you want <laughs> there you go if you if you don't want to work uh, a nine to five then don't don't do it or if you just if you if you want music to be your beer and gear money now they're if we're being more sophisticated mm. um a friend of mine who doesn't do music but is kind of like um he was like a freelancer. He's like, I do what I do. It's it's what he c considers a lifestyle company. There you go. So he's like, I have this job and my job is fine and I enjoy it, but I do this other stuff as a way to afford the things that I want to do. Mm. So I was joking about this in the Patreon this morning um, that, you know, this, this, spat of weekend gigs that i've got coming up is paying for my the next six month of my son's karate lessons right but i mean that's just the reality of the situation yeah like, it's you know it's thirteen hundred dollars for six months and they want you know 50 percent up front well that's where that 650 bucks is coming from nice and i and i cranked it out in less than 24 hours yeah I mean, yeah the uh, nice work if you can get it. Totally. I try and keep my my music expenses and my music income separate from the rest of my life. Um, yeah. But, you know, having a $200 trivia gig once a week yep. plus other stuff means I get to buy some things. Um, so it works out. So talking about business stuff, and I don't want to get too deep into this, but maybe I, I, I will send you uh, a link to put into the show notes for okay. like an audible, yeah, <laughs> like an audible trial. Um, there is a um, a book that I read called Profit First mm -hmm. that really kind of sets up a really solid structure for extra money coming in, how you should allocate it in a way that. Um, make sure that you as a quote unquote small business owner, cause that's technically that's what, what we are doing, yeah. um, compensates you for your time, Good provides, uh, opportunity for growth and expansion while also, uh, covering the things you need to cover and keeping stuff available when the tax man comes a knock in. Important. So if um, if you don't have an Audible account, check the link that I'm going to put into the show notes and check out Profit First by a guy named, uh, I think is Mike McCall. Anyway, his, he goes by Mike Motorbike if you want to <laughs> look that up. Cool. But uh, right. yeah, Profit First is a, is, a, is a great methodology. And Novo, the company that I use for um, business banking, actually has that methodology baked into the banking. Huh. 
which cool. is kind of cool. That's neat. So like when a check comes in, I had set the allocations and it goes beep, bop, bop, beep, beep, and it moves the money around. Nice. It's kind of cool. Anywho. Mark, I hope that was helpful. Yeah, I hope it was. I, th- I think the, the bottom line is there's no, there's no supposed to be. And there are a lot of factors that go into any one person's assessment of how it ought to be. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, um, that's kind of the beauty of what it is that we do. Everybody's got their own journey, their own path. Yeah. They're on. Yeah. Listen, every, some, every bassist sounds different and every musician's finances are different. Every rose mm, has its thorn. Just like every night has its dawn. Mm, deep i think we just lost our entire <laughs> listenership yeah just like that yeah it's amazing how quick you can blow it i think they may just be excited that a full uh episode happened this week <laughs> yeah yeah we hit full length on this one no question and how yeah. or to quote you know old boy i'll say <laughs> Guys and gals, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, this, you know, Dan and I have really been struggling the past couple of weeks trying to get uh, oh our systems God. back in even, back in check. Even just having an episode is a victory. So no, yeah, this is I. I am so just chuffed at the quality of the conversation. Yeah, because like even when we were trying to do last week's episode, and it all went off, it was like energy on this thing just doesn't line mm. up. It's not feeling right. No, so it's probably for the best that it didn't quite end up the way that it did uh i think this episode makes up for it you know big time so agreed uh thanks to mark and uh all of the guys in the patreon community for contributing all the questions they have if you have a question send it to us coverbandconfidential at gmail.com uh we'd love to talk about it um i i like i said we had we're going to put a pin in the uh, backdrop conversation because I think we could circle back on all of the branding. Maybe we've talking about we've been talking about uh, cups and koozies and all kinds of branding Pine glasses. Stuff in, oh yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of uh, things that we can kind of discuss in like a branding uh, combo. Sure. Maybe we'll do that sure. uh, either this week or next. Uh, any parting words? Any anything else you'd like to add to the convo, sir? Um. Just, just, you know, be true to yourself. Also, yeah, don't beat yourself up over this stuff. You know, we, the conversation we were going to have last week was about imposter syndrome. If you wanted to hear that, the kind of the nucleus of that conversation, check out uh, last week's YouTube video. Um, But I think, I think there's a lot of expectations that we put on ourselves about what should or shouldn't be going on um, in our journey as uh, people who play music. So true you really need to kind of just like cut yourself a break. Yeah. And, um, there, and and so much creativity is possible when you just like let all that go. Yeah. And there's also some good like practices and things that you can do to kind of just change your mind in the way that you approach stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So do that. Do that. Yeah. hundred percent. That being said, from Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of September 9th, 2022. Have an awesome week.
And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz. It's in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing!